Ah, anybody feel like something down inside you telling you to go ahead? Anybody feel like something down inside you telling you to go ahead? Yes, sir. <laughs> something down in me telling me go ahead. Something down in me telling me go ahead. Something down in me telling me go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Something down in me telling me go ahead. Something down in me telling me go ahead. Something down in me telling me go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, Holy Ghost down in me telling me go ahead. The Holy Ghost down in me telling me go ahead. The Holy Ghost down in me. Telling me, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, Jesus down in me. Telling me, go ahead. The Jesus down in me. Telling me, go ahead. The Jesus down in me. Telling me, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Listen, I feel the Holy Ghost stretching out in me. Holy Ghost stretching out in me. I feel the Holy Ghost stretching out in me. Holy Ghost stretching out in me. I feel the Holy Ghost stretching out in me. And say, I've cleaned up my house. I've kicked the devil out. Holy Ghost stretching out in me. Holy Ghost stretching out in me. Holy Ghost stretching out in me. I feel the Holy Ghost stretching out in me. And say, I've cleaned up my house. I've kicked the devil out. Holy Ghost stretching out in me. Say, I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. Say, I'm a soldier. In the army, I got my war clothes on. In the army of the Lord, I got my war clothes on. In the army, well, I've got to make this journey. Yes, I have. I've got to make this journey. Yes, I have. Satan's on my track. He's trying to turn me back. But I've got to make this journey. Yes, I have. Well, I've got to make this journey. Yes, I have. I've got to make this journey. Yes, I have. Satan's on my track. He's trying to turn me back. But I've got to make this journey. Yes, I have. Something down in me telling me go ahead. Something down in me telling me go ahead. Something down in me. Telling me, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The Lamentations of Jeremiah says this, I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions, they fail not. They are new 
every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Hallelujah. 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 Jesus. Jesus. Hallelujah. That's what I do to calm myself down. <laughs> I don't talk. I, I try to sing. That's what I do to calm myself down before I come before God's people. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Before I, um, before I move on, I do get to honor my bishop. It is, it is okay, right? Okay. Bishop, I just want you to know, sir, that I love you. Bishop, I trust you. I've had, I've had two other pastors prior to you, Bishop. But this man I love, this man I trust. Bishop, you can tell me to go out this building, climb on top of this church, and jump off. I will go outside this building, Bishop. I will jump off. Then I'll ask myself, why did I do it on the way down? But, <laughs> but that's how much I trust you, Bishop. I love, I love you, Bishop. I love you, Bishop. And thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the opportunity. And I just want to say, oh, you can sit down. You all can sit down. I'm sorry. I just want to say this also. Um, you know, when I came over here, when we came over here, Sister Michelle and myself, uh, I was called into ministry back in 2004. So I thought when I came over here, and I'm just being honest because that's the only way I know how to be. What you see is what you get with me. So I thought I was going to come over here and preach. You know, but I realized quickly once I got over here, this is not that kind of church. See, I come from a, I come from a place where you put a, mess, a message together, Bishop, you put a message together. But over here, I've learned that you have to hear from God. You have to hear from God before you come before God's people. And, and honestly, I probably wasn't ready until now when you, when you told me about five weeks ago. And that was a long time to wait, I got to tell you. <laughs> that was a, <laughs> I know you veterans, you all can do it. He can tell you all in... You know, a week, Pastor Hildebrand, Pastor R. Jackson, a couple of days. But when he told me five weeks, I'm like, Bishop is punishing me. He's pun I got to wait that long to come before God's people? So I'm like, my goodness, that was torturing. Sister Means, she's my witness. She's my witness. I mean, I didn't, I didn't get much sleep. I didn't get much sleep. I was very nervous, and I'm nervous now. But as I said, I, I try to sing to calm myself down. So... Having said all of that, our scripture text will be coming from 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12 and 13. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12 and 13. And just for time's sake, I'll just read it. I pray you're already there. And it reads, Beloved, think it not strange 
concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. Verse 13, but rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings. And we're going to stop right there. Now, I want to reference the book of Job. Pastor Sandoval, thank you for the confirmation. I cried through half of your message this morning because you said you've been through it. But this message, God gave this to me, Bishop, because we're going through it right now, Pastor Sandoval. We're going through it right now. So, so I want to reference the book of Job to set my context of suffering and fiery trials. I'll paraphrase for the sake of time. So in chapter 1, Pastor Sandoval, Job, as we all know, he lost everything. He lost everything. He lost his, he lost his livestock. He lost his servants. He lost his seven sons and three daughters. I'm like, I'm going to say everything that Pastor Sandoval said, but this is what God gave me. So that was confirmation the moment you started speaking this morning. So he lost his seven sons, his three daughters. And, and then uh, in verse uh, 22 of that chapter, verse 22, it says, But in all this, Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. Then, to add insult to injury, here comes his wife. Do you still maintain God in your integrity? Curse God and die. And, and he's looking at her, and I'm sure he's, you know, woman, you speak as one of the foolish women speak. Now, he didn't call his wife a fool. He said, you speak as one of the foolish women speak. So, so after that, we fast forward to, I believe we're in chapter 2. His, uh, his friends, his three friends show up. They hear about Job's suffering. Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar. And they show up on the scene, and they came to comfort him. They came to mourn with him and to comfort him. Now, when they got there, with friends like these three, who needs enemies? They started, they started accusing him of suffering because he was in sin. Boy, what kind of friends are those? So, we fast forward to chapter 12. Job acknowledges that it is God that allows suffering. And we know that in chapter 1, before Satan can do anything to us, he has to get permission. He has to get permission because you know what? He has no power. We have the power. We have the power. Those of us that have been baptized in Jesus' name and filled with his precious gift of the Holy Ghost and we're living a holy and sanctified life every day, we have the power. So Satan has to get permission. He has to get permission before he can do anything to us. But even, even, in, the, even in the midst of the sufferings, we don't have to bow. We don't have to bend. We don't have to give up. We don't have to give in. We don't have to step back. We don't have to step aside. We don't have to step down. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, some of us, some of us will serve God 
some of us will serve God in spite of the sufferings, in spite of the afflictions, in spite of the trials, because we love God and we trust God because he said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He will never leave us nor forsake us. <laughs> he said, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Hallelujah. So we're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Hallelujah. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for he upholdeth him with his hand. Hallelujah. 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 Can we quickly go to our scripture text again? First Peter, verse 4, verse 12. Now, we're going to break this down, okay? We need to understand what this is saying here. So we already read it, so we're going to break it down. Beloved in the Greek is spelled A-G-A-P-E-T-O-S, pronounced agapetas, agapetas, which means he who is loved, dearly beloved, well-beloved. Think it not strange, but let me just stop here momentarily. You know, I was going to run over this word, it, but then I, I got into that Pastor R. Jackson mode. I know she likes to look at every word in the text to make sure, <laughs> to make sure it, it doesn't mean something else. So I was going to look over this it because I already know in grammar, you know, it, right, students, is one of the eight parts of speech, right? It is a pronoun, substitutes for a noun, right? <laughs> so... So, but in the Greek, think it, oh, Sister Hannah, right, 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 teacher, teacher, right? Sister Michelle means, right, teacher, teacher. But here, it translates in the Greek as, no, 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 let me back it up. But in the Greek, think it is part of a verb phrase. And we know that a verb, again, students, teachers, is a word, a phrase denoting an action, but here, it translates in the Greek as X-E-N-I-Z-O, pronounced senizo, senizo, which means to be a host, passively a guest, as in an accepting manner without active response or resistance. By implication, be strange, make strange, appear strange, entertain, lodge, Think it strange. This word signifies to receive as a guest, rendered, lodged, have entertained, and to be astonished by the strangeness of a thing. When one lodges in a place, the host sees that the guests are entertained, i.e., have no thoughts for needs. Where is that Pastor Brent? When he comes to our home, we entertain him and he has no thoughts for needs because I'll call him and ask him, what kind of steak do you like? See, because when you come to my home, Bishop, we don't just put food on. I will call you and ask you, what do you like? I'm a T-bone man. He said he likes. The 
<laughs> I think he's a ribeye man, am I correct? He's a ribeye man, okay. <laughs> so again, when one lodges in a place, the host sees that the guests are entertained, i.e. have no thoughts for needs. The root for entertain means to hold, and in order to take the traveler's mind off his cares, the host provides that which is new and unfamiliar to the guest, hence strange. Strange in this scripture has the same meaning as it. Strange come from, comes from the same Greek word, X-E-N-I-Z-O, pronounced senitso, senitso. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial. Fiery trial comes from the Greek word P-Y-R-O-S-I-S, pronounced purosis, purosis, which means ignition, i.e. specifically smelting, burning trial. Figuratively, conflagration, Pastor Brent, meaning a large and destructive fire, also a blaze or simply a fire, calamity as a test, burning trial. Try is translated as P-E-I-R-O-S-P-E-R-A-S-M-O-S, -E -S -S, pronounced pyrosmos, pyrosmos, which means a putting to proof by experiment of good, experience of evil, solicitation, discipline, or provocation by implication, adversity, temptation, temptations, plural, try. Now, our verse, our response to verse 12 is verse 13. Pastor R. Jackson, I believe everything preceding the colon is answered after the colon. So verse 13 says, but rejoice. Rejoice in the Greek is C-H-I-R-O, pronounced hiro, hiro, meaning to be cheerful, i.e. calmly happy or well off. Be well, be glad, joy. Now, can I keep it real? Can I, can I keep it real for a moment? Can I keep it real for a moment? Can I speak with the bark off? That's a term some of you may have heard, may not have heard, may not have heard. That's a term that it's a colloquial term. It's used in certain parts of the country. Speaking with the bark off means to speak honestly to keep it real, to keep it 100, or as they say, keep it 100, keep it 100, okay? So I'm not blowing smoke at you. I'm not blowing smoke at you. We're still robed in this flesh, and this flesh does not want to go through anything. It does not want to go through anything. We're, we're hedonistic people by nature. That means we're pleasure-seeking, pain-avoiding, but... Uh, <laughs> That's what we are. We're pleasure seeking. We want to, we want to avoid, um, we want to avoid pain. But uh, it doesn't, uh, and it doesn't matter how long that we've been saved. Fiery trials and rejoicing, they just don't seem to compute. It's kind of like that uh, series back in the day, Lost in Space, and there was a little boy on there named Will Robinson, and he had a robot. And when something didn't add up, the math didn't add, add up, something was unusual, the robot would say, that does not compute, Will Robinson. That does not compute. Now, some of you all have no idea what I'm talking about, but 
those uh, in my age range, Bishop, they know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about? I used to love that series, by the way. So anyway, it just, uh, it just doesn't compute. It doesn't seem to go with our logic. It doesn't seem to go with our logic, but it's, it's not going to always register initially. Now, there's a term in statistics. Now, stay with me. Stay with me. There's a term in statistics called, and I've taken statistics, my goodness. I didn't know what I was doing in that class. I mean, I started hearing stuff like what if equations and not defined, and I'm like, what am I doing in here? I mean, I'm starting to sweat up here right now just thinking about statistics. But, but anyway, there's a term in statistics called mutually exclusive. Mutually exclusive. When something is mutually exclusive, it means two or more events cannot happen at the same time, i.e., I can't walk to my right and walk to my left at the same time. I can't run forward and backwards at the same time. If I had a coin, which I don't, because we're broke right now, I flip a coin, it can't be heads and tails simultaneously. It's one or the other. These events, these events are said to be mutually exclusive. Now, when something is not mutually exclusive, it means things can exist together or at the same time, i.e., marriage. There's love and conflict in a marriage. Can I get an amen from my married folk? Oh, I don't know. I'm not hearing anything. I guess I'm a, I guess I'm a be like, I guess I'm a be like Bishop. I'm up here. <laughs> Bishop said, Bishop said, not in my house, but let me say this. Let me say this. We may not want to admit that, but an honest saint will. An honest saint will. <laughs> anyway, so I didn't give many amen, so I guess I'm gonna be like Bishop again. I'm up here. All by myself. <laughs> Nobody wants to agree with me, but it's true. Love and conflict can exist together at the same time. Raise your hand, Sister Means. That's Sister Means. That's Sister Michelle Means. Sister Means, love and conflict can exist together at the same time, right? Your response should be yes. She's, she's, saying, she's saying yes, right? God knows I love me some Sister Means. That's not Sister Michelle, Sister Michelle. That's Sister Michelle. That's Sister Michelle Means. And God knows I love me some Sister Michelle Means. And just for the record, she's not my plus one. She's not my number one. She's my only one. And I'd give that woman anything I thought she wanted. I love you, Sister Michelle Means. So continuing my thought, not only should we rejoice when these fiery trials come, we should be a host to it, accept it without active response or resistance, entertain it, lodge it. We're talking fiery trials. We're talking suffering. The, the, the text is saying we should entertain it. We should lodge it. We should basically embrace it. 
We should embrace it. So we shouldn't be surprised or astonished or in disbelief because none of us are exempt when these trials and tests come upon us from the left side, as Pat, as Handmaid and Hildebrand told us through tongues and interpretation, or as Bishop taught us when the left hand comes upon us unexpectedly. We should not be surprised. We shouldn't be astonished. But the response should be to rejoice because the persecution, the sufferings, the trials, the afflictions we go through, it identifies us with Christ's sufferings. It identifies us with Christ's sufferings. It lets us know we are his. I remember Pastor Guerrero saying we are put in the furnace for a purpose. Then I looked this up. In order to get impurities out of gold, in order to get impurities out of gold, you have to heat it up at a very high temperature. In the fiery trial, God is trying to make us into what he wants us to be, what he wants us to become. Job said, he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. The Apostle Paul, and I'm closing, I'm closing here. The Apostle Paul, the Apostle Paul said it best. He said, and the Apostle Paul, he went through some things that no human being should ever have to be, you know, subjected to. But, hmm, but he's the Apostle Paul. He said in 2 Corinthians 12, 9 and 10, most gladly. He said, most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And that glory there is the same as boast. So he's saying, most gladly, therefore, will I rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. He said, therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. So my brothers, so my sisters, when these fiery trials come upon us, think it not strange, but rather rejoice because fiery trials and rejoicing are not mutually exclusive. They are not mutually exclusive. They can and should exist together if you are partakers of Christ's sufferings. So glorify God in your sufferings.